0: What I preach to you today is out of weakness. Um, it is just what's been burning on my heart. And, uh, and it's not, uh, it's something that, I, that is mostly conviction and very little, um, I'm walking in very little of it. Um, the title of my message is Laboring for the Fullness of the Manifestation of Truth, and that's why I use the term laboring and not walking in, um, because I'm laboring for it and not walking in it. The goal, this is the goal of my message, that through the proclamation of truth, that the lies which raise themselves up against the knowledge of God would be torn down, and that there will be a release of an increased laboring for the fullness of the manifestation of truth. My main scripture passage, if you would turn to John 8.32, This passage states that and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The the Greek word for know in this passage is the equivalent of the Hebrew word yada which is an experiential knowledge, it's not an intellectual understanding, but it's an apprehension and experience of reality. It requires knowing the truth for the truth to be made manifest. And I want to say that again, it requires knowing the truth for the truth to be made manifest. And what I'm gonna cover in this message, I'm just gonna give you the, the points, truth identified, truth manifest, truth proclaimed, increased laboring, and if we have time, I will comment on increased authority. Under the subtitle, truth identified, we need to identify what is truth in this passage. I propose to you that truth here is not merely information but a man. But let's let the scripture define itself. John 14:6 states this. Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Jesus said to himself that he is the truth. John 8:36. Therefore if the son makes you free you shall be free indeed again it points back to jesus being the truth jesus is the truth that we must intimately know and experience if we want the manifestation of freedom in our lives or any other reality that's stated in scripture is that which is available But I also want to say that the Holy Spirit is also truth. John 5, 6 says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. So here we've identified that Jesus is the truth, that the Holy Spirit is truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And if Jesus is truth, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, then truth is the reality of God, his words, his emotions, his actions, his nature, and his character. Therefore, when truth manifests, it's the manifestation of Jesus. So when I speak of laboring for the manifestation of truth, I'm speaking of laboring for Jesus to manifest himself and the truth of his word. Anything deemed or accepted as truth that cannot be found in God or the articulated self-revelation of God found in Scripture is not and cannot be truth because Jesus said in himself that he is the truth. Therefore, there cannot be any truth outside of what is in him or proclaimed from him. Truth manifest. I want to know truth. I don't want to just know it in an intellectual understanding. I want to experience the manifest reality of what the word testifies of. If Jesus is the truth, we can look at the life of Jesus and see the way in which truth was manifest in the, reality, in the context of a fallen world. In Matthew 8, 16 and 17, it states this, When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our disease. Here we see Jesus manifesting the truth of his dominion over demons and all sickness and disease. This is a very clear picture here because we see specifically that what was manifest through Jesus, it was a, it was specifically in response to the word that was spoken. So Jesus manifesting power over demons, power over disease, this was a manifestation of the truth spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. Acts 10:38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Also In Acts 3:16 we see this It says, and on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know, and the faith which came through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. Now, this is specifically not in relation to the life of Jesus, but the life of the apostles. So, I want to also look at their life to see the manifestation of truth. In their life. And again, we can see in 1 Corinthians 2 4, my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now, truth proclaimed. I want to specifically stay here for a while. This is the core of my message the manifest nature of the word. Jeremiah 23 29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? Also Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This is truth. Jesus said it. The word testifies of it. This is truth. That the word is like fire, this is truth, that the word is sharper than a two-edged sword. The question is, are we seeing it manifest? Are we seeing the truth manifest? The word has already the word has been spoken, and it says, this is truth, that the, that the word of God is power. in John fourteen12 through 14, says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This is truth. That God has given us access to make requests before his throne in the name of Jesus, and then it will be done. Acts 13 39. Through him, everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. This is truth that there's full freedom in Christ. We need to see this manifest. I don't want this to be just another term in scripture, just another intellectual thought to say, oh, hey, I know this. I want to know it. I want to know the truth in a manifest reality. When God says that there's freedom from all things that we could not have freedom from in the law of Moses, I want to see it manifest. This is truth. There's power in the name of Jesus. I don't want to know another truth or manifest reality. This is my cry. that truth will be made manifest. There's power in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what I've seen or haven't seen. And I want you, I want you really to focus in on this. I haven't seen much. I haven't seen much. But truth stands nonetheless. When God says that there's power in His name, there's power in His name. And I don't want to know another manifest reality. Truth is this, demons leave by a word. We saw that in Matthew eight sixteen. I don't want to know another manifest reality. When the name of Jesus is spoken, demons flee and they tremble. Demons tremble before God. James 2.19 states this. I don't want to know another manifest reality. This is what we're laboring for. We're laboring for the manifestation of Jesus in our midst. This is truth. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Again, I I don't want to live in another reality. When God says that there's liberty in Him. I don't want to live in any other reality. Growing up, this was not a reality in my life. I was not walking in liberty in more than one area, but my experience does not void the truth. This is truth, that there is liberty in Christ. And if I do not know this truth, if this truth is not made manifest, then I do not know the truth. Period. I do not know the fullness of the manifestation of truth. This is truth. No one had to come to Jesus twice for healing. I really want to focus on this for a second because it's so easy to look at our depravity. It's so easy to look at our personal experience and begin to twist the word, begin to alter truth, begin to create doctrine that is not that which the Bible speaks. Jesus, no one had to come for for healing to Jesus twice. Think about that for a second. The reality of of laboring for healing over and over again. It's not the fullness of the manifestation of truth. Because this is truth. When truth manifests, when truth manifests in cancer dying, this is what it is. If Jesus is the truth and truth is manifesting, it's Jesus manifesting. It's Jesus confronting cancer and saying, you can go no further. This is truth. When truth is manifest, it's Jesus. It's Jesus confronting that which is not truth and tearing it down. Establishing his kingdom. Establishing truth. This is truth. Jesus has power over death and he could not be held by its power. Acts 2.24 It is this reality of being confronted with truth that opens the door for increased laboring, for laboring, for a heart awakened to labor for truth. Do not hold God within the confines of your current or past experience. It doesn't matter what I've seen or haven't seen. Truth has been spoken, and God is not a man that he should lie when He says that there is power in His name, when He says that demons flee, when demons are cast out by a word, when He says that all are healed, when He says that there is freedom in Christ, this is truth. And it doesn't matter if, I'm, if, if I see it manifest. My lack of experience does not void the truth. Who am I to stand before the Ancient of Days, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and declare my lack of experience in seeing the manifestation of that which the Bible testifies, makes the Word less than truth and void? When it is the same Word that holds the cosmos together, and the very same Word that holds my skin to my flesh, Hebrews 1.3, all things are upheld by the Word of His power. this is truth who am I to to go before God and say I don't believe that by your stripes I'm healed because I'm not seeing it when it's the same truth it's the same word that was released out of Jesus mouth that said see you shall go no further and six thousand years from the beginning of creation it still stands The Word of God still stands. The only reason why my flesh sticks to my skin is because the power of the name of Jesus, the power of the proclaimed Word in Genesis 1. If I have not seen the manifestation of that which I read, then I have not seen the fullness of the manifestation of truth, period. God is the standard of truth. The Word of God is the standard of truth, not my experience. Seeing truth, this should cause us to labor in prayer and confess our depravity and need for God. We should not twist the words of God, wrestle with Scripture, and say that it's less than it is because we haven't experienced it. I don't need or want another if, maybe, kind of, sort of sometimes. If God said it, then it's truth. And I want to labor for that truth to be made manifest. Laboring is not easy. It wasn't easy for Finney or John G. Lake. It wasn't easy for Brainerd. To labor in the place of intercession. To groan in travail for a manifestation of truth. 2 Corinthians 12.9 states this, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. It's not only okay, but it's key when we face our weakness and allow that weakness and lack to drive us to the place of laboring in prayer. And it's this confrontation of not seeing truth manifest that opens the door for revival intercession. It opens the door for the groaning of God to come forth. Even creation groans. Who are we to cover up the hunger and the groan for eternity that God has placed within each of us? going to comment also on increased authority, God's methodology. We have to know Jesus. I've already established that, but we also need to hear Jesus. I want to bring to you Genesis 1. Jesus heard the Father speak, and it was out of that place that he spoke, and the worlds were created but there's also a very clear parallel between this reality and the reality that Jesus walked in when he was on the earth again Jesus relied on hearing the words of the father before he spoke but when he did it when he heard the words of god and he spoke that which he heard there there wasn't there wasn't just creation there was recreation It's the same reality. The key is hearing God and proclaiming that which we hear. When we hear God and we speak that which He speaks, not only is there creation, but there's recreation. John 5, 19 says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. John 16, 3. However, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. We have authority in the name of Jesus. We have power when God speaks, when we hear God speak, and we speak that which we hear. This is the reality of authority. If we're not hearing God, if we're speaking that which we do not hear from God, then don't expect power to be on the words. I want to share with you, back in August of 06, when I first got here, I had a time in the prayer room of very focused intercession, not my own zeal, but the Lord began to take me. And as I was crying out to God to give me greater hunger, as I was crying out to God to sustain me in the place of prayer, in the place of laboring for God, for for God's manifest power, this is what I saw. I saw a picture of me digging a well. But I wasn't just digging a well, I was 100 or 200 feet down. And I was still digging because God had told me there's living water here. There's living water here. There's, there's something to be had from heaven. And as I looked up, I saw just masses of people at the, at the top of the well, and they were taunting me. They were saying, Why are you still digging? You're 100 to 200 feet down. Surely there's no water. Why don't I just take you up and show you where a faucet is, where you can have water. But I knew that the water that they were offering me was not living water and it would not quench my thirst. I knew that it didn't matter how long it takes in laboring for truth, that I must stand firm on truth, that I must labor and continue digging until I see water because God is not a man that he should lie. And we have people around us saying, why? Why are you still laboring? You've been laboring for years, and yet you still don't see the manifestation of what you're laboring for. It's foolishness in their eyes, but when you stand upon the Word, the very Word that holds the cosmos together, and you're established in truth, and you say, I'm going to labor for the manifestation of the fullness of truth until it happens. It doesn't matter what I've seen in the past. It doesn't matter the lack of how many times I go before people and I pray for healing and I don't see it. It doesn't matter what I've seen or haven't seen. My experience is not the standard of truth. I'm just going to end it here. But I just, I encourage you to allow the Lord to unsettle your hearts, to disrupt you, to disrupt your hearts, that, the, that when you read the Word, it's not just another casual reading, but that when God, when you read a, a, a declaration of truth in the Word that's not a manifest reality, I encourage you, don't cover it up. Don't feed it. Don't just cover up that, that lack of, with other pleasures, but go before God in the place of prayer and labor for its manifestation. I mean, this is why we're here. This is why we're at IHOP, to see God. We don't need just another intellectual understanding of Scripture. We need to see it manifest. So if this this cry in your heart for God to manifest has been struck... I just ask you to stand. Lord, I just come before you. God, on behalf of FSM. Lord, and I ask you, I welcome you to disrupt our hearts, God. To stir our hearts, God. Father, that we wouldn't be content with reading truth and not knowing the truth not knowing the man Jesus and the manifestations of that which you spoke. God, I I welcome you to disrupt us, God. I welcome you to awaken the groaning, God. Father, to release upon us increased laboring for the manifestation of truth. God, I welcome you. Lord, don't let us be satisfied With knowledge, God let us hunger after your grace and your power, your freedom, your healing to be made manifest in and through our bodies in Jesus' name.